Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be picking away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. All right, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Who understands that it's not just a mortgage, it's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Mike Pete across the way, Heller with your updates as we go right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. we got some college and NFL picks coming your way. Uh, Taz, you know what hit me during the course of the break I was thinking about with Garrett is that you know, there are, there are players where, you know, they need to play with an edge right. in order to kind of be good and yep. kind of gain a foothold. You know, Miles Garrett is so physically gifted and so talented. I hearken back and I was remembering the comments from Bill Belichick, and he was talking up Miles Garrett about how good of a player he was uh, in the only way that Bill Belichick can. I'm not telling you he was loquacious yeah, and it was yeah. not like he was like a – a reading, and he was talking about all of his skills and ability, but you could sense the respect that Belichick had for Garrett as a football player of what he can be on the field. Miles Garrett doesn't need to do this. Like, Miles Garrett doesn't need to play with an edge. Miles Garrett doesn't have to ter- have the term dirty labeled to his name. He, you know, he is such a good athlete and such a good defensive end that he does not need to play with an edge. He does not need to be risky on the field. He does not need to take the extra step when hitting a quarterback. He doesn't need to do any of that because he's a really gifted player and a yeah. very, very talented defensive end. He is definitely a gifted athlete and a gifted player. I agree a thousand percent on that. His, and that's kind of the depressing thing if I'm yeah. a Brown fan this morning is you don't need this nonsense with Miles Garrett. No, you don't. And, they, 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 you know, Garrett is just a genetic freak. He really has amazing... Anybody who's trained a long time, you can look at this guy and see his body. It's not just a guy who works hard in the weight room and runs. His genetics are unbelievable. I remember seeing that hard knocks, and you see him walking around with no shirt on. The guy, he looks sculpted. He looks great. I mean, he's got a great physique, and he works really hard at it. And I I think he works hard at it. He might just be a very naturally just athletic guy. Um, You know, when I think of Miles Garrett, I never think of him as a dirty player. Um. I, I I I don't anyway, but I, I agree with you. I don't think he needed to do that. I think he just lost his cool. I'm sure some things happened throughout the game 
that made him snap with eight seconds left while his team's winning by what were they winning by two touchdowns at that point? Yeah, 21-7. Yeah, so so I was like, there was no need. The game was over. I mean, the the, 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 the offensively yesterday, for the most part, I'm not looking at the numbers, but, geez, I mean, the Steelers were tough to watch, I mean, so, for a little while. And, by the way, as far as hitting and physicality, the whole game was physical. And the thing is, oof, just, they just showed it again. We just they showed it again. And you know what? Seeing the replay, um, when Mason Rudolph is getting up, he does put his cleat into the groin of Miles Garrett. Yeah, I, I mean, I wish they would show that part again because it was so quick. And I didn't if see you, that. If last you go night. back and watch it, he does do that. His, I believe it's his left foot, his left cleat. He does put it in the groin of Miles Garrett. And then you mentioned the whole goosing thing when he was engaged with the Castro, yeah. the offensive lineman, and you can't really tell where Rudolph's hand is uh, at that stage. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just a nasty situation. And then anyway, the other guy, but, the other D lineman, is real good, sixty five on Gooden Bay on Gooden Bay. Yeah, right. He cheap shots Rudolph after the helmet comes off. Correct. And then the offensive lineman comes in to try and protect Rudolph there, and he ends up basically uh, drilling Rudolph in the head with his thigh. Yeah. I know. It got, it got physical, so, man. yeah, it got nasty. So we'll see what – and it's going to be swift. I would imagine the NFL – this is not going to be one that they're going to sit on for quite some time. No, uh, no reason. Th- no, there's no reason to do it, and they want to make sure that their message is clear and, and distinct. And – you know, we are a, a tad over 24 hours away, Taz, away from this uh, away from this workout down in Atlanta at the Falcons practice facility surrounding Colin Kaepernick, um, and we have a you know a litany of li- uh, you know a long list of you know well over double digit teams that are going to be there uh, down in Atlanta. The Jets have joined the mix. The Redskins we ran through with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, <clears throat> a number of teams that are going to be at this workout for what is in essence a, a pro day uh, for Colin Kaepernick, and Hugh Jackson's going to run the workout as well. Uh, he's going to be the guy that's there. Now, listen, we could joke around about Hugh Jackson, the head coach. You know, Hugh Jackson's had a long career as an assistant in the NFL. All right. Yeah, you know, I, I you would agree with that, right? Yeah, no, he has. He has. I I mean, just, he's he's, he makes me laugh. That's I know. Well, I mean, with everything that went down in Cleveland and that hard knocks yeah. with yeah. him and Greg Williams, yeah. it wasn't like they saw it. Up. And I watched that whole thing. And he was, if you watch that, he's a character true in himself, within himself, you Jackson. So that's now, why there's I left, more and more, as we discussed it yesterday, Taz, there seems to be more and more of a push that this is, in essence, what for the NFL is just a PR stunt. And nothing else. Do you Ugh. think, you know, and, and I get we, you know, I understand everyone loves to be negative. And, and people like to live, there's a lot of people that like to live in that world. And I understand the intentions. Now we're trying to judge the intentions of the NFL. Do, do I think that there's something where the NFL kind of wants to wash their hands of this? Yeah, I, I think they right, probably right. are. Do they? Do I think the NFL may be a day late, a dollar short, that this pro day should have happened a while back? I mean, there was a lawsuit that was taking place, and it's been you know debate about how much money you know Colin Kaepernick, in essence, got for being blackballed by the NFL. Uh, but, you know, I will say this, is that, you know, that might, in essence, be true. See, Everything could be true. It could be a PR stunt for the NFL, and it's still an opportunity for Colin Kaepernick. Absolutely. That's so, what I was and, just going to say that. Exactly. And both of those things can be true. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it because it is an opportunity for Colin Kaepernick. You could say, well, he wanted to do it on a Tuesday. Well, it's a Saturday. If you are that desperate to be in, back in the NFL and you want to be a quarterback, Taz, and they say show up on a Thursday night at midnight, you're there. You're there. You're there. You're that's, there. If they simple. tell you to show up on a Sunday afternoon, you're there. Don't if they matter. show you show up on a Monday, you're there. So the idea now that it's just a Saturday, and then I hear, 
you know, former players saying, well, if if head coaches and general managers aren't there, this guy's not getting signed. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I don't know if that's necessarily true. We'll see exactly what general managers are there down in Atlanta at the Falcons practice facility when this when this pro day does take place. But can we can we just look at it and say, well, listen, Colin Kaepernick's getting an opportunity that many people probably didn't think he would ever get coming into the year, and we'll see if he gets a job back in the National Football League. And I think the NFL would love to see Kaepernick back in the NFL. Uh, yeah, and and I agree with everything you just said about you. Once you're <clears throat> getting put out there, okay, to to exemplify what you can do athletically and to show your skill set, to show where you are now as an athlete, as an NFL quarterback. It's a total, complete opportunity. And again, you hit the nail on the head, dude. It don't matter what time it is. Who cares? 3 p.m., 5 p.m., 6 p.m., Thursday, Wednesday. For who gives a rat's ass? You're getting a chance to, to work out in front of NFL teams. No matter if it's the head coach. No matter if it's the offensive coordinator. It's going to be scouts, a GM or two sprinkled in there. And that's it. That's all you need. Just show your stuff. Anything that Kaepernick does is people are, it's riveting to people in sports. No doubt. So no matter what he does, no matter he's going to do well. If the word's going to get out. Even if teams aren't there, they're going to hear about it. They're going to see the footage. There's going to be cameras there. So it's like, this is not 1962. You know what I mean? So there's technology everywhere. People, you know, a, a, a scout could be there. Let's say you, you mentioned the Jets, which is funny because Sam Donald's a young quarterback. I don't know why you would be there, but I guess you're looking for maybe a backup. I don't know what you're doing, but... You know, so you, you know, you have your, one of your scouts there. He gets a video link of it or, or off his iPhone, and he just sends a link to the head coach and just says, "Here, Adam Gase, take your beautiful big giant eyes and watch this." I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's the technology can get to these these coaches if they're not there. It's not a big deal. Well, I guess, I guess my question is then, you know, for the critics out there of this pro day tomorrow down in Atlanta, Taz, what's the perfect solution then? <clears throat> no, say if this say if this workout did take place on a Tuesday, would then the critics be well? Not every team showed up, or be calling out the teams that did show up. Do you know what I mean? Like, what is like? Because I I feel like no matter it, once the NFL got into these waters and said, okay, we're going to do this, was there any way that the NFL would be able to do it a way in which appeased everybody out there, or no? Mm. You know, I'm I, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I do know what you're saying. I don't think they could have peace everybody. No, they tell you how can you? you so just, you think, regardless, of, say if the workout was next Tuesday coming up, right? right and right. Kaepernick's camp got their way, and and we're not the, but you know, it was Tuesday when they're having when you know there are a lot of guys that are working out for teams trying to get back into the NFL. Um, you think if they did that, there'd still be critici- criticism that this is a PR. They're going to find something. Yeah, because there's a, I don't there's disagree a, with you. There's a bunch of people who are angry at the NFL. There's a bunch of people angry at Colin Kaepernick. There's a bunch. Of, they're just angry, you know. So they, they, people are going to gripe about anything. It's just it's it, you know it, I, let it happen. Let's see what it's tomorrow, right? It's going to happen tomorrow. It's tomorrow, right? So let's see. The guy's going to do good. He's going to look great. I mean, then you know you're not going to have defenses come at him, so it's not a real organic, real look. He's not in the middle of a scrimmage. You know, I mean, he's going to be in shorts and a t-shirt and cleats and throwing the ball around. I mean, he's going to look great. No, and, and I and I hope he does get a job back in the NFL. And Tess, you and I, since we've been doing this show, you know, January second, two thousand eighteen, we've been together since. Wow, you know the uh, date, huh? Yeah, I do know the date. It's um, you know, I, I I look at it, and and we both said that Colin Kaepernick should be back in the NFL. Right. Um, we have the understanding of the reason why he's not back in the NFL. 
Um, but we we both believe that he's one of the most talented quarterbacks. That you know, if you look at the top sixty-four quarterbacks in the league, counting starters and backups, I, we could debate about where he would stand. But clearly, he's a top sixty-four quarterback in this country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, given his ability and what he had already accomplished as a member of the San Francisco 49ers. Listen, you know, if the Denver Broncos are taking a shot on Joe Flacco, why would they not take a shot on Colin Kaepernick yeah. as John Elway continues to look for that quarterback? So there's a, there's that all rages on, but you know, can we just look at it and say, listen, Kaepernick's getting an opportunity here. Let's let's see how he looks. Let's see how the interview goes. Let's hear what he has to say. Let's all this. I mean, I'm not telling you that it's all on the up and up, but it's an opportunity nonetheless and I guess I grow tired of hopping on social media and just seeing one critic after another. Well, you could criticize anything, I guess. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, and if he's not signed, the critics will come out once again. I hope he gets signed. You believe he's going to get signed coming out of this workout on Saturday? You know, I'm not so sure. I hope it does happen. I hope you're right, and I hope my you know indecision is wrong. But you know, can can we see how it all plays out, and let's see how exactly he looks when he's throwing the football around, right. and how his interview goes with yeah. all these teams as well. Well, I think, and you said that yesterday, and you made a good point. I think the interview is important too, because you know, not not that they're looking for someone to say what they want to hear, but you know, Kaepernick. Uh, I don't know the guy from a hole in the wall, but he seems like he's going to stand strong to what he believes in, no matter if you agree with it or not. So that might that might turn off some of these teams, even if he looks great. And that maybe then you, then they're like you know we we don't want to deal with this you know it's been a few years now and we still don't want to deal with it you know what I mean that could happen too and we won't know all the details of that right you know? I I did see and I'm trying to remember the player whose um, name is is said that you know who's close to Kaepernick someone I follow on Twitter someone that retweeted said that you know Kaepernick is is beyond the kneeling at this stage you know because he's in communities he's doing a lot of work he's trying to change people's lives and the like you know and. You know, he's beyond the kneeling aspect, which, I mean, I, I don't know if he is or he isn't. We'll, you know, we'll find out. And um, certainly we've seen, you know, Michael Bennett, when he went from the Patriots to the Dallas Cowboys, we talked about right. the time his Cowboy teammates said, please, yep. you know, yep, could yep. you not take a knee during the National Anthem? Yep. And he basically said, okay, I won't take a knee we'll during the knee. National right, Anthem. Right, right. Uh, I won't do that as a, as a member of the Dallas Cowboys because his teammates came up to him and asked him uh, not to do it. Uh, and and we all understand the purpose and the rationale and the reasoning. No one's debating that. It's all about the distraction angle. Uh, it's all about taking the focus away from the team. It's all about being a you know a guy that all of a sudden teammates are having to answer questions instead of talking about football, their play, what they need to do in the game ahead, or what just happened on the game that transpired. Right. It's talking about other things, and that's not what coaches want. I don't know how many times you could say it for people to understand it, but that's really not what coaches want. And that's not what NFL teams want to have happen on a day in day out basis because an NFL season, which is uh, you know Taz is an absolute grind. Oh God, uh, yeah, you know course, th- yeah. it makes it even a longer grind. Yeah, no, no doubt. Listen, look, who's the best? Right, the best uh, is Bill Belichick. He's the best coach. Right? There's no doubt. He's probably the greatest coach of all time. No doubt. And his main is his main stance is with these guys zero distractions. He don't want guys that have distractions. He don't want guys that. You know, um, no matter if it's negative, positive, he just don't want distractions. No one's bigger than the team, Nobody, including Tom Brady. Nobody's bigger than the team. It's about winning. So I'm bringing that up for a reason because no matter if you believe in what Kaepernick's saying or you don't or you're indifferent to it, it's still, it, it, definitely a couple of years ago, was a distraction. You know, it was distracting. You know what I mean? And I, I'm just thinking of the coaches. I'm going from the best coach, right? Yeah. 
They don't want distractions. No. None none whatsoever. Well, Tess, think about how it ended in a completely different scenario, right? Not a true apples-to-apples apples comparison, right? But think how it ended for Antonio Brown up in, up in New England. Oh. Where the organization basically told Antonio Brown, don't go on social media, don't address, don't talk about what's going on here, all these allegations. Antonio Brown decided that he needed to go on and address it, right? Yeah. And the stuff went down in which he's uh, attacking this woman on with allegations. And we went down it down the line. And Antonio Brown ended up being out of a job. Yeah. You know, they would because, rush him to the bus, dude, after games. They yeah. didn't want the media near him. Yeah, right. So they basically told Antonio Brown, keep your mouth shut. Right. Antonio right. Brown couldn't do that. Couldn't do it. No. And he ended up off the team. And he might have eventually ended himself off, being a bit off, off the, the team, team Taz, yeah. based on everything that came out. But he he his actions sped up that process to right. where they basically said no more. No, you're right. You can't even you know we're trying to give you guidance. We're trying to help you. Right, right. No more. No, I know, and that's the thing. And that so I, I don't know. I I would think that Kaepernick. I think he. I, I get the feeling he just wants to play. You know. So wherever you heard that from or saw on social media, whatever player, I I I, I think I'm, Kaepernick I'm wants to play. Just wants to play. He I think he wants to play. He don't want. You know, it's not about the national anthem. It doesn't mean he doesn't stand by what he believes in. Correct. I just think he wants to do what he's worked at his whole life is be a professional football player. You know, that's what he's worked at from being a little kid, going to high school, going to play at Nevada, and then going, you know, a little success with the 49ers. You know? Now, let me ask you this, Taz, just on a completely different thing before yeah, absolutely. we go break. Sure, go on for to it. week 11, right? right? You're great at branding. Thank you. Right? No, you are, I, right? In terms of. I don't you know, know if I'm great. I'm, I'm really, really good. No, you're very good at branding, right? You. you it, Absolutely. Now, I, I ask you that, and I throw that compliment out there for this reason. Yeah, I love Daniel Jones with the Giants. Yeah. What's his nickname? What do people... What Danny do people, Dimes. Right, Danny Dimes. Yeah. Reportedly, Daniel Jones hates Danny Dimes. Right. Hates it. Right. His teammates call him DJ. Right. Right? But he hates the nickname Danny Dimes. Right. I heard that. Yep. Now, yesterday a report comes out that Daniel Jones has has put in a trademark for Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. But now hold on. There's a couple of reasons why that could happen. Okay? Now, one, he's smart and his people are smart. Two, it's not expensive. To put a trademark in, it's just, okay. it just costs a couple of thousand dollars. for So a kid like that who's getting paid, who's going to yeah. get paid, you know. So it's not a lot of money in per- comparison to what these guys make for a living. He was a rookie quarterback. That doesn't mean, now from a branding perspective, he might have bought that name to protect himself from that name. That's fair. But he the, could sit on that name forever. Now, the story went is that he wants to T-shirts and do other things. Okay, with. then that, maybe he does that. So now there's another way to look at that. It's like, um, you say you hate it, you say you don't like it, and then you put out merch, merchandise with it. it you already put a lot of attention on it in a good way, even though you say you don't like it. But now you're selling stuff. It's it's a real weird way. But I've seen this done in wrestling with, yeah. with merchandise. Guys do it all the time. Uh, no, I get it. But uh, I I guess I look at it, I'm not looking at it from a business angle, right? right. And, and certainly I don't have you have a great vast experience with merchandise from wrestling and guys and the do's and don'ts and everything and the like. And and maybe I'm being short sighted with it. But I would think if if I don't like a nickname, would I then want to put out merchandise with that nickname on it? Um. Couple things on that. Maybe he does like it, and he and he knows his character shouldn't like it. The style he's he's very low key. It's not about him. He's like an Eli Manning 
2.0. Yeah. Um, you remember the Iron Sheik, right? Yes, the yeah, great Iron Sheik years ago. Hop on social media. You yeah. can't get away. He's <laughs> very aggressive on social media. You know, all those years. A little yeah. bit of an example, but this is how you brand, how you control, and how you market. He would go in the ring when he was a heel, a bad guy, and he would get on the mic and say, Don't say USA! Don't say... Meanwhile, you want, that's him controlling the audience. And they want someone to say USA. Yeah, because, and they're going to say it because he's saying don't say it. Right. You know, and I used to work, when I'd work in Boston as a wrestler, I'd go in the ring and get on the mic before the match as a New York guy and say, if I hear one New York Yankee chanting here or that New York sucks, I'm leaving this building. Of course. They'd start chanting. New York they, sucks. Right, right. New York. And, I, and that's know, what you want. That's my job. Yeah, you know? that's what you want, so right. So you're, you're building intrigue. You're, you're controlling the audience. Well, DJ, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, uh, he's controlling no, he his is. fan base. I, I, you know what? And maybe I and appreciate the clarity because I looked at it. I was like, well, why would you want to do that then? Why, yeah. why would you go? And, and here's the other thing, I guess, is he's looking at it as an asset as well because anybody else, if they go out and try and trademark Danny well, that's Dimes what I'm and saying, then starts yeah. producing merchandise yeah. and he has nothing to do with it, right, right, right. and then all of a sudden they're starting to profit off of his work ethic, his nickname, and his star power. Correct. And don't be surprised if he just sits on that name. And doesn't do anything. You hear nothing from it. It's just that it's his. That no one could, now, someone could try and use it. And then he's going to have his people put a, a cease and desist on him, you know? So that's how it goes. Because I believe how the story goes, the first guy that said was a, a giant fan in Jersey that tried to trade more, that tried to go down that road. Well, there's a lot of sketchy people in Jersey. We know that. Let's be honest. <laughs> Happy Friday. <laughs> we'll come back. As we'll opposed to New York. Yeah, right. Everyone's <laughs> on the up and up in New York. Yeah, not Jersey. Right. Just walk around Manhattan. <laughs> Everyone's on the straight and narrow. Uh, we'll run around the Sunday that will be week 11 in the National Football League. Amazingly enough, it's Taz and the Moose with you on this Football Friday morning, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. That is correct. Sunday, NFL on CBS doubleheader featuring a battle between two of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the sport. When Jackson, the Ravens, welcome Watson and the Texans, followed by New England, bracing for another tough road game in Philly. It all starts with JB and the guys on the NFL today at noon Eastern, Uh, 9 Pacific only on CBS. You ready for the picks? Well, not yet, right? No, we're not doing picks now. All right. Oh, it's not on the run sheet in this segment. I no, see. no, we already teased what we're going to do next. All right. Well, we're going to run around the league. Well, we have... Uh... <laughs> Can I defend the run sheet? We have Heller here. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, defend the run sheet. For purposes of audio and playing the sound, it is important to know what time it is to help us back here and make sure we can coordinate it so you can have the best picks possible. This music sounds very dramatic. With it, me right does, now. it sounds like you're like... Like in uh, ready to motor. Yeah. What's the movie? You know, doing the As your narrator. Yeah. A western? Like a west? No, like, uh, I don't know, it's very dramatic. He's right. It sounds like he's in the middle of, like, some movie. Come on, give me a dramatic movie. It's a war movie. Like Miracle? 
Rudy? Rudy. Yeah, these are the top movies that Mike should yeah, be voiceover. Yeah, it's the feel good, where you'll leave the movie feeling good about yourself, about life, positivity. After yeah. Denzel's speech and Remember the Titans, you yes. guys burst out of the locker room ready to perform. Yes, exactly. no doubt. It's like Mikey B, but different. <laughs> Mikey B giving us the Denzel speech <laughs> on a Friday. Were, you were asked to us to be better than that, Coach. Yeah, he's lecturing, lecturing me on the freaking run sheet. Not a lecture. Heller, good morning. Good morning, guys. Uh. Let's start with what you've been talking about all morning so far. Thursday night football, Browns defensive end Miles Garrett is staring at a lengthy, lengthy suspension after a brawl broke out in the final seconds of Cleveland's 21-7 win over Pittsburgh. Garrett ripped off Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph's helmet and then clubbed him with it. Rudolph, who said he was okay afterwards, called it a Bush League play. You know, he had some words and kept kind of kept uh, kept wanting to, kept on keeping on, and uh, one thing led to another, so... But you, you can watch the tape, go back and check it out, and make your own assumptions. So. Offensive lineman Marquise Pouncey came to his quarterback's defense, punching and kicking Garrett, and Pouncey was asked if Garrett should be suspended. Absolutely, 100%. We'll see how serious the NFL is about their players. And Pouncey's likely facing a suspension as well, but said he didn't care. Browns defensive lineman Larry Ogunjobi was also ejected. Garrett said he was embarrassed and has to accept Whatever the penalty is, Baker Mayfield can't defend what happened. There's no other way around it. He's going to own up to it. He's going to handle it. Uh, And this locker room is going to have to come together because this is going to be a soap opera on the outside. So uh, we have to be a disciplined team. We have to address it. We have to handle it. We have to come together, and we have to play football. Well, and Mayfield knows this is a problem. This guy not being on that field for them defensively, is a problem. Oh, no doubt. Because that guy, Garrett, is a difference maker, well, as we and, all know. And listen, know? soap opera away from the field of your own doing. I mean, so, you know, the, it's it's really kind of going to be one swift, heavy hand from the National Football League. Then And then it's going to go away. Then it's going to be the adjustment that Wilkes and company make out there with the Browns defensively <laughs> without having their best defensive lineman on the field. Right, right. And I'll tell you that, that's true. And I'll tell you this here. If I was, I don't know how it would work it logistically. Well, they can't because it's a CBS game. These two teams, I believe they're playing each other in like two weeks. Okay, I would try and get that game, if I was NBC, on that Sunday night game. Primetime Jones. That game, but they can't because it's a CBS game, I think. Right, December 1st, the Steelers are playing the Browns. Well, that would be, that would start, what, flexing starts week 13, I believe, right? Isn't it the month of December? Yes, it is wrong. the month. Yeah, so they could that game could be flexed. I didn't think of that. There you go. Because they right now that game is scheduled. I get the schedules early, Moose. The game is scheduled for December 1st, uh, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, that is, uh, on uh, CBS. Right, I, I get it. Where the problem you have is, Taz, with, I'll disagree with you there. You might have teams with more playoff relevancy that week. Who else is on the slate that week? Give us the games quick. Do you have it in front of you? Uh yeah. Um. <laughs> um, all right, we'll get to it. All right, Heller, take it away. Go I was ahead. looking at that Jimmy one. Jimmy Jim Jim Heller. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. You mentioned the defense. They picked off Rudolph four times in the game. Uh, Mayfield had two touchdown passes and a touchdown run. The Browns have won two straight to get to four and six, and they snapped the Steelers' four-game winning streak. Pittsburgh's five and five. The Steelers also lost receivers Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson to concussions. NBA Paul George made his season debut, made his Clippers debut. He scored 33 points, but the Clippers lost to the Pelicans 132-127 as Drew Holiday had 36. The Bucks got 38-15 and from Giannis as they beat the Bulls 124-115. Oh, by 30. the way, I have the games. Okay. I, just, I was just joking. I yeah. was just killing time till you found it. <laughs> so I, I had it the whole while. Yeah. Thank you, though. Funny Heller. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I got the, I yeah, got the game. you read them. No, I got the games in front of me. 
Uh, I have the whole album. Uh, no, I believe you. I believe you. And obviously, that's the week of Thanksgiving <laughs> when you're looking at it. Um, so this is week 13. Uh, you got Jets, Cincy, no. The game right now is is Patriots and Texans. Well, the Bills-Broncos game is probably the big one. Um, I'm joking. I'm no, I, was, I, I wasn't. I was just reading. Uh, yeah, well, you get the okay. Bengals Steelers one p.m. Well, that game's not four twenty-five. That game's one p.m. Eastern. That Bengals Steelers game. You got Cowboys Pat. Which game did you just say? You just spit all the game. What'd you say? Uh, I said Jets Bengals Titans Colts Raiders Chiefs Eagles Dolphins. Um, Eagles, Packers, oh. Giants, Redskins, Carolina, no. Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, no. 49ers, Baltimore. I, 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 what week are you looking at? I'm working at week 13. Oh, jeez. The, the week the, the Browns are in Pittsburgh taking on the Steelers. Isn't that oh, the week you referenced? Wait, a minute. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Isn't that what you said? These... I had one screen on week oh, 12, boy. one on week 13. It's okay. But you asked me the question like a, like a, like a moron. I, I'll be honest with you. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I looked at week 12, and Rams, then I, it's, it's Steelers, Bengals, and the orange threw me off. Bengals, orange, Browns, orange. I'm just, I'm transparent here. All right, okay. Well, I'm looking at the week you were referencing, the Browns and Steelers. All right, I'm moving on. It's that second. It's in that 425 window on CBS. Correct, it is so 425, yeah. right. So yeah. there, you guys are getting on my nerves. All right, but they have a good Sunday night game that week. Uh, Patriots, Texans, that's a good game. All right, go ahead. I'll be All watching right. the Bills Cowboys. Down in Houston. But go ahead. Christos Porzingis was booed every time he touched the ball in his return to New York. He scored 20 points, but the Knicks Rightfully beat the Mavericks so. for the second time in a week, 106-103. The boo started as soon as he stepped on the court for warm-ups. He heard everything from traitor to other chants throughout the game. Like, you suck. No doubt. I think KP sucks. Go home. Go, go back home. home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bum. Right. That type thing. Right. Soft. Yeah. Suck an egg. Yes. And All even that. there was a play. He had a, a thunderous dunk after a missed Doncic three. And the fans for a second were like, wait, that was really good. We need, no, we still have to boo him. Well, you yeah. saw at the end of uh, the first half, he started walking toward the Nick lock. <laughs> yeah, he was a little, he was a little discombobulated. A little he lost his way a little bit until he realized, oh, no, I'm a maverick. Yeah. What am I doing? I'm not walking oh, yeah, to the second. home locker room. <laughs> oh, college hoops. Michigan State won on the road at Seton Hall, 76-73. Baseball's MVPs, Mike Trout and Cody Bellinger. The first free agent to sign Will Smith. He gets a three-year $40 million, $40 million deal from the Braves. Guys. All right. Uh, thank you, Brad. Uh, appreciate it. We'll come great back. Great seeing you. Yeah. Great seeing you, Brad. Well done. All right. What? <laughs> Nothing. Giant baby hell. I'm good. Nothing. I'm good. I'm sorry I threw you off asking you. Well, you th- well, because, yeah, you know. We I thought we, you had it in front of you. We rehearse every segment here. You no, know but that. I thought you had it in front of you. You're like, this week should be flexed. That week, I thought you had, like, the rundown of the complete no, schedule. No. That's why I wanted to ask you. Nah, what was you know, and I usually do. Listen, it's once in a while. I'll, You know, that's usually not my job, but, you know, that's the producer's job, let's be honest. It's oh, not boy. my look, look, Mike right under the bus. Well, I didn't, he, he, I didn't think he'd hear me because he's behind the glass talking to Hella, but he heard his name. You're a producer, and he's just head snapped and looked at me. Well, no doubt. Frankie Hell, Heller. Heller's right, trying yes. to distract him before his next update on yet another station. <laughs> Mike's very hypersensitive today. Oh, we. I don't know why. Well, he is. Mike, I why, saw what's you, your problem, dude? Well, I saw you tweet something out about his podcast, Very Successful Basketball Drives. Right? Yeah, I've been so, putting it over like crazy. Did you? What was the one? You sent out a clip in which you were cursing somebody out. What was that in reference to? Uh, it was in reference to I got an order where I had to go eight miles for 60 minutes and I before I saw how much money I made for the order I turned on the app on my phone to voice record myself 
You got my live reaction to finding out how much money I made. So you made $9? On that hour, yeah. That was the worst rate I've ever had. So you got my live reaction to how angry I was. It was pretty funny. Why don't you record yourself when you're producing this show? Because you seem really angry offline. i got to be honest with you. Uh, You're misperceiving me. I'm actually in a pretty good mood. Well, Well, I know by the the tweet that I saw to the the Kingsman, you're in a great mood. He's in a great mood with that. He's a mark. Wow. Well, Pilates very angry. Subtle. Every day. That was a subtle shot. Just comes in just steaming mad. Wow. Especially at, at the, the We Over Nation. And he oh, hates no. And God, when you don't go to break on time. And they hate him, too. What do you think bothers Bilotti more? We Over or when you don't... When go to you break were, on time? Well, yeah. When you don't properly look at the clock. That should be a poll. He, um, what do you think bothers Pete Bilotti, the board op, more? An executive here at CBS Sports Radio more? Yeah, I, I think the We Over Nation. He hates when I don't know you don't go to break on time. Uh, he, but I, I, I tell you, when you're a couple minutes late, it'll get right in the headset. Come on, let's go. Oh, he gives you this look and like he's so disappointed. His fingers in you. right, his fingers right on the music. Yeah, he can't wait to hit it. Give me the sign. And get the other guy next to him giving giving me dirty looks. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is, but I'll tell you what. Me I'll tell you, all, we'll talk about it off the air. You yeah. want to knuckle up, son? We're ready. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. <laughs> I should have whooped my ass. Uh, we got college football picks coming your way next. A week 12, a Saturday edition uh, coming your way tomorrow. We'll get into that next. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. You know the music. Time for some Week 12 college selections. Let's go. The Taz and Moose picks are for fun only. This is not for gambling purposes, just some chuckles and a good time. Enjoy the Taz and Moose picks now. Listen irresponsibly. It's now time for the Taz and Moose college football picks. The three picks you need to know. Amazingly enough, even after a one and two week last week, I have my half pick lead on Taz. Taz also went one and two a week ago. I am 2013, uh, 20 and 13. Uh, in college uh, football, Taz is 19, 13, 19, yeah, 13 and 1. So, there so you I'm have beating it. you there too. No, no, you're losing that. I have more wins. All right. Half um, pick lead yeah. I have. Uh, I have a half right. pick lead. You're no beating problem. me like a drum in the NFL. We'll yeah, get we'll to that get next to that. hour. I can't wait to talk yeah, about that. I understand that. that. Yes, you'll, I'll give you all your accolades. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. As we head into the weekend, we get to the NFL picks next hour. But now. Uh, it's it's Moose with the half pick lead. Moose has got the half pick lead. Yes. All, right. All, right. All right, all right. So, All right. who wants to go first? Uh, la 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 la. Want la, me to la. go first? Lean the way. What do you want me to do? You, you, you want to go first? Well, um, what do you want? I'll go first. We're gonna right. go. We'll go take ahead. a little. Uh, we're gonna take a little trip. 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 Easy for me to say. Yes. Uh, we'll take a little trip to um, the beautiful great state of Iowa, uh, mm. to Iowa City as the number eight of Minnesota. Uh, they the go, go in to play go fairs, the Gophers. They go in to play the Iowa Hawkeyes, who's ranked 20. Okay, Minnesota's 9-0. It's well documented how great they're playing this year, dominating and stuff, and doing great Big Ten, just the whole the whole gamut, where uh, Iowa, a tough, tough team. 
Uh, Minnesota quarterback Tanner Morgan and running back Rodney Smith and wide receivers Taylor Johnson and Bateman, uh, they lead the offense that scores at least four touchdowns in every game, Moose. They don't play around. This offense can definitely mode. Now, here's interesting. Unless I got this wrong, I'm looking, dude. Correct me if I'm wrong on this game. I think Minnesota's plus three, right? I was home. Minnesota's uh, actually plus three in this game. Let me see. I, I, I looked on two sites. I'm like, this. Can't, I felt like Iowa should be a home dog. Do you uh, not agree with this? Iowa is a home favorite. Correct. Minnesota's plus three in the so game. So if you didn't look at that and I said, hey, Moose, who do you think? You think Iowa's a home do- a home favorite or home dog? Uh, I thought if, if I didn't look at the spread, I thought it would be a pick Okay. All right. I, 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 I thought it would be a pick or I thought Minnesota would be a slight favorite. Let, me tell, you, let me tell you what happens. Minnesota wins the game, okay, because of these three. I'm taking Minnesota plus three. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Minnesota's in for a fight against this rugged 6-3 and three Hawkeye team. I like Minnesota plus three. There it is. There you go. There Minnesota plus the three. Playing around right there. All right. Um, I've got back and forth in this game all week long, and we're going to go to Waco, Texas, Saturday night. Oh. McLean Stadium, the 13th ranked and undefeated Baylor Bears for Matt Rule and 9-0, entertaining Jalen Hurts, 10th ranked Oklahoma, who are 8-1 and one on the season. And I'm going to root for him, so I'm going to take him. I'm going to take Baylor. I'm going to take the ten and a half. Now, I'm not telling you, Baylor plays defense a little bit. They're right there with TCU in the Big 12. I understand it's Big 12 defense. We're not exactly talking about the Monsters of Midway, but they actually do play a little bit of defense. I, uh, I am concerned about that Oklahoma defense. It's almost like you know they started out the season playing pretty well, and they have gotten progressively worse, maybe due to some injuries as this season has gone along. I think Baylor can hang with Oklahoma. Uh, I would not be surprised Sooners win this game. Ten and a half, I think, at home. They're undefeated. That crowd is going to be absolutely rocking. I'm going to take the Baylor Bears. I'm going to take the ten and a half. Um, You know, that's going to be my selection here. Uh, I think Oklahoma, I think you can bet them on the money line to win. I think they win the game, but I think Baylor covers. So there you go. That's pick number one for me. So just an example before I give you my second pick, people. That's a perfect example of two people here that host this show taking two tough games. Yes. We did. Right right out of the box. Correct. Now, I'm going to take an easy A layup. Game. Yeah, layup game. Right. Uh, we're gonna go Fatten up to, that record. That's it, baby. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go out to Eugene, Oregon. Oh, little, I thought you were going to Piscataway. No, no. Lay the 52. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's funny, though. But no, I'm not doing that one. Um, Eugene, Oregon, the Ducks, as they host the Wildcats of Arizona, uh, Arizona comes into Eugene to play Oregon, sitting four and five with the Oregon Ducks. They're ranked sixth in the nation, eight and one, with a tremendous quarterback in Justin Huber. So Arizona is going to be facing uh, uh, Herb Huber, who's one of the better quarterbacks in the nation right now. Uh, uh, he's probably going to be a very high, high, high draft pick, first round draft pick to an NFL team. So. Uh, he's completed 200 of 288 passes for over 2,300 yards, 24 touchdowns, uh, two INTs. Uh, he's as advertised. Give me the Ducks. They're, 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 laying, they're, they're going to lay the 27 and a half, go away with a big win at home, and go party in an Oregon, uh, Eugene at night. So give me the Ducks. They cover the, uh, the 27 and a half. All right, let's go to a noon kickoff on Saturday, Taz. Fox, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Michigan Stadium, and that is the Wolverines who've rallied this year for Jim Harbaugh. They are 7-2. Great rivalry with them and the Spartans in-state. I understand you can throw out the record, and 
Michigan State would love to throw out the record this year as they're sitting there at 4-5 and five on the year, 2-4 and four in the Big Ten, and they got something to play for because they want to try and make themselves bowl eligible as we're winding down the college football regular season. However, I think Michigan's too good. Uh, you've watched this Michigan State team struggle at times this year. Um, and I just don't think there's really a great offense to speak of. They go into Ann Arbor. That place is going to be rocking. I understand it's a tremendous robbery, tremendous in-state robbery, Big Ten and the like. Uh, I think I think the Wolverines are too strong. It's slightly under a two-touchdown favorite, 13-and-a-half. I'm going to lay the 13-and-a-half. Uh, I think it's going to be too, ma- too much Wolverines in this one. Give me Michigan, the 15th-ranked team in the land, laying 13-and-a-half over Michigan State. That's pick number two for me. All right. The Moose brings it in right there. So we're going to a little Big Ten action here. We have uh, Indiana against Penn State. So Penn State will be uh, home at Beaver Stadium. <laughs> they come in ranked ninth in the country, sitting at eight and one. Uh, the Hoosiers, uh, Indiana, a seven and two. Uh, then they're better than people think. No one's talking about Indiana. They're actually a pretty good team. Um, they're getting fourteen and a half in this game. Okay, so Penn State is getting fourteen. I'm sorry, Penn State giving fourteen and a half. I think Penn State covers. I think they're going to bounce back great off of that that tough that tough loss last week against Minnesota uh, for the Nittany Lions. So. Give me the Nittany Lions. I say they're going to cover that 14 and a half. A little nervous about it, but you know what? They're tough at home, real tough at home. I've been to a couple of games there at, at Beaver Stadium. Um, they're tough to beat there, and I don't think Indiana can do it. So I like my chances, given 14 and a half. Give me PSU covering with the 14 and a half. All right. Uh, pick number three for me. I'm going to take Ohio State lane 52. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, well, technically, I, you can't even, right? You can't no, pick I can't. this game. No, right? I can't. Rutgers-Jones. Well, correct. I, I'll be out at Piscataway tomorrow afternoon. Oh. 3.30 kick. Yeah, uh, there you go. Right. Are you going to stay for the whole game? I think you can get out when the traffic dies down around. Oh, you got to be there for the post game, Jones? I got to be there for the post game. So you can't leave in the third quarter? No, I can't leave in the third quarter. No, I can't. be interesting. Yeah. Where's Moose? Back left. Right, I'm doing. Let's meet the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the post game. Did <laughs> you imagine? Right, I'm on 287. He's. <laughs> Where the hell is he? Run the highlights. They had to beat the traffic. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, um, my third and final game, Taz, I'm going to go to an SEC game. Let's go to Jordan-Hare Stadium in Auburn. Uh, as the 12th-ranked team in the land, the Auburn Tigers entertain the fourth-ranked team, Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia is the three-point road favorite. And, Taz, I think deservedly so. Your quarterback, you love him, Jake Fromm. I do. Yeah. Uh, for the Bulldogs. I know they're not as explosive offensively, and I know Auburn is pretty good defensively. However... I just don't trust Bo Nix and that Auburn offense to be able to put up enough points. Um, and I think Georgia, they've got a little light here. The Bulldogs can see a little bit of light. And I think the the week in which we saw the top four in the college football playoff system get up, you know, turned over a little bit with the loss by Penn State, with the loss by Alabama at home to LSU. I don't think Georgia's going to lose this week on the road in Auburn. I've liked Auburn this year. They've been good to me uh, when you look at these betting lines over the course of the season. However, I think Georgia's a little bit better of a football team. I think they're going to show it uh, down in Jordan-Hare. I think Fromm takes care of it. DeAndre Swift running it. We know they've got a number of running backs in that backfield for the Georgia Bulldogs. I'm going to lay the three in what should be a good one. 3.30 kickoff down at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Give me the Georgia Bulldogs on the road laying three over Auburn. That's pick number three. I like me. that pick, Moose. I like your pick there. I'm with you on that one. Yep. All right. Well, I'm done. You're done? You're I'm done. done. Yeah, so. Are we supposed to go through the list now? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Ready, I'm taking, Here yes, we go. Here we go. Right. For, for Biseglia back there, it was uh, poking prod him a lot. Yeah. Wake him up. Uh, here's Baylor. 
Uh, Baylor plus 10.5 against Oklahoma. I'm taking uh, Georgia laying the three against Auburn. And I'm going to take Michigan laying 13.5 against Michigan State. All right. I'm going to go Minnesota plus three. They're going to win the game. I'm taking them plus three. I'm going Oregon. Uh, They're going to cover uh, over the Wildcats of Arizona. And then I'm going Penn State. They're going to cover over Indiana uh, as Penn State is home. There There you have it. Your picks here. Uh, So, yeah. In college football, a week uh, 12 in college football. It's going to inch closer and closer toward the tail end of the regular season. Then it'll be bowl season. What do you got? You want to Before we go to break, you want to tell me what games you're going to pick? A little teaser for the NFL? Or you want to just do it like we normally do it? Uh, no, let's do it like we normally do. You think it. so? Yeah, no problem. No, you think right now? Do you think would you be stunned when they announce the Heisman Trophy winner that Joe Burrow is not the Heisman Trophy winner? Would I be stunned? Do you think it plays out? I mean, right now he's a minus seven hundred favorite. If you you know he he he's gone from you know long shot to overwhelming favorite. Right now, would you be? I, I, me personally, I'll answer my own question. I'd be surprised. I, I think Joe Burrow is going to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, I, I think he's kind of separated himself from the field. And his team has separated themselves. Yeah. So I think that helps him a lot. Um, you know, I got to say, early in the year, I just want to. I, I mentioned I thought Travis Etienne, the running back <clears> out <throat> of Clemson, would, but I don't think that's going to happen. Trevor Lawrence dropped out of it. I'm going to go Joe Burrow. I'm with you. Yeah, he's had some year, has he not? It's great. How about the fact that, as Chavis told us earlier in the week, he had like a third-round grade coming into the year, and he might be the number one overall pick. I know. Think about that. That's something else, man. It really is. That's something is. else. That's we got the else. three coming your way next. It's Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 